Launch Chat, where we answer your startup questions every single day. I'm your host, Jay Care, founder of Launchpeer, and today we're gonna to be talking about white labeling products. So not really a tech startup type question, although there are opportunities in tech startups to white label products, but the person who asked this question really has a question about kind of on the e-commerce side. And e-commerce startups are startups too, so I don't wanna shun you guys who are you know, sending us your questions. So today we're gonna to be talking about how that process works, whether it's legal, uh, what's not legal about it. Again, I'm not a lawyer, but we're gonna talk a little bit about what that process looks like and whether or not it's something that you should even start considering. So today's question comes from Dan in Franklin, Tennessee. So let's say you start an e-commerce store and let's say you sell tables and you call your company Table X. You're a sole proprietorship, so you're bootstrapping and you keep a spreadsheet of all your gains and losses. What do the legalities fall when you're making a product from another product? For example, you purchase tables from China, which are non-brand generic tables. Can you rebrand them as your own and sell in the US or is there rules against that? So when you're starting an e-commerce store, any physical product really, you have two routes that you can go down. You can go down the route of having something manufactured on your own, which is expensive. I mean, it's time consuming, it's hard to find a good manufacturer, especially one who's willing to do things not at scale, where they're just building a prototype. In manufacturing, costs get exponentially cheaper as you order more and more product. And it's hard to find a manufacturer who's willing to just build one product as a prototype, even just a handful of products, in order for you to sell on your store. Usually you have to start putting in really big bulk orders, especially if you're having something created from scratch, where it's brand new. You're not taking someone else's product and putting your own label on it and trying to sell it. You're actually building something from scratch. That's expensive. The R&D is expensive, the research is expensive, it's time consuming, it's a very difficult process to go through. But that's one route you can go down. Another route you can go down as an e-commerce store is by taking someone else's product. And you can see a lot of e-commerce stores do this quite a bit. What they do is they buy products from China or some other company overseas for really, really inexpensive. And what they do is they just customize them a little bit by slapping their own logo on it or uh, you know, changing the product just a little bit uh, to meet whatever it is that makes them special. And then they post those products on their own website. This is kind of what drop shipping is, to be honest. Drop shipping is really just taking someone else's product, buying it for really cheap, in bulk usually, and then selling it on your own store, your own e-commerce store for more money with your own brand. And sometimes it's not even your own brand. I've seen really successful drop shipping stores just selling stuff that's overseas in the US and just upcharging for it. Putting a different spin on it or putting a different brand on it, not on the product, but just on the website and selling these products for three, five, 10, 20 X what they bought it for overseas. That's a very normal process and there's nothing illegal about that, okay? Now, where you could get in trouble is if you're buying something from a retailer that's not one of those overseas brands. When, you, when you're working with overseas brands, there's a lot of easy ways to do this. You can go on Alibaba, uh, A-L-I-B-A-B-A. You can find a bunch of retail or uh, manufacturers on there who just post products on there and they expect entrepreneurs to take those products, buy, the, buy it from them, and then sell them for more money somewhere else. Okay, that's a normal thing. One of the ways that founders get in trouble with this though is that you start buying branded products, removing the branding or changing the product and then trying to resell it. That can get you into some trouble because those brands, when they put their logo on those products, it is theirs. 
Okay, you're not supposed to like, you know, rip off the logo from the jacket, put your own logo on it and then try to resell it. Okay, that doesn't work. And that could get you in some legal troubles. But when you're talking about just buying products overseas, changing the way that they look, or even not even overseas, there's US companies here too that they specifically sell for licensing. You buy in bulk, they do that for that reason. Uh, Some of them even have a service in there where you can like, they'll change the label for you. Or there's a certain ordering process that they have where they won't even, they'll ship it for you. You know, once you get an order in, you just tell them where the order is supposed to go and they'll put your label on it and ship it off for you. Okay, that's just called licensing or private labeling. And there's a lot of different names for it. But that is totally fine. That's totally legal. You can 100% do that and be very, very successful with it. There's nothing wrong with doing something like that. The hard part with doing all of this stuff is the branding and the messaging. Because why wouldn't somebody just go overseas and buy that product for cheap? Why wouldn't they just go on Amazon and buy that product for cheap? Most of those companies who are selling those products overseas probably have a store on Amazon and they're selling that stuff on Amazon too. What would be the reason someone would use your product versus just buying it for cheap on Amazon or something else? So you really have to think the big challenge for you is not the legal part of this. Okay, that's not the hardest thing to overcome. It's actually pretty easy to overcome and there's a lot of information online about how to do this. The challenge for you is going to be figuring out what your unique value proposition is going to be. If Because if you're not changing the product at all and you're just putting a different label on it and putting a different logo on it, what you have to be really good at is branding and messaging. Can you convince that person that this table, you know, or whatever it is that you're buying overseas is one that they cannot live without. And even though they can find the same table somewhere else that's a little cheaper, that they should work with you. Is that going to be because you offer free shipping or free returns or free repairs? Or is it because you have unlimited customer support? Or if your table, you know, table or widget or whatever it is breaks that you'll replace it. Is that the reason why they should go with you instead? Are you putting a little different twist on it? Are you uh, putting a brand on it that makes them, you know, want to show it off where when they show their friends, it makes them look wealthier or happier or cooler or something like that, as opposed to just buying the white label table themselves and has no branding or logo on it, right? I mean, I can go buy, you know, a, a pair of shoes at, you know, Walmart, right? And I can go to Nike's and buy the same exact pair of shoes. I mean, the fabric's the same, the material's the same, all that stuff's the same. Might be a little bit different, but is it a big enough difference for me to spend $17 for a pair of shoes versus $180 for a pair of shoes? Probably not, not to any logical person. People don't buy the Nikes because you know of the performance, really. They buy the Nikes because of what it says about them. You know, it's the same thing with AirPods. I can go buy a pair of wireless headphones anywhere else, but AirPods, people don't just buy the quality of Apple. Yeah, Apple stuff is really high quality. I can't argue with that. But they're also buying the class distinction that comes with owning a pair of AirPods, you know? And so that's what you have to think about. It's the same thing with purses, the same thing with shoes, the same thing with clothes. Okay, people don't just buy the product sometimes. People buy the status that comes with that product. And so you have to think if you're going to be doing this white labeling thing and buying stuff overseas and trying to sell it here, what is it that's going to make you unique enough to get that person to say, yes, I'll work with you or I'll buy your product or whatever, as opposed to just go going and buying it cheaper somewhere else? That's the one challenge. Another challenge is getting in front of those people. 
convincing those people. And that's just a marketing problem. Every startup has that problem. But the first problem you need to solve is figuring out, okay, well, what's the reason why that person would use your product? Who is that person that would use your product? Why would they buy it from you? What problems are they having right now that makes them want to use your product? If you can figure that stuff out, then the legalities and stuff that go with private licensing or white labeling or any of that stuff is is kind of secondary to everything else. So don't focus on the product so much first. Focus on the messaging around that product before you even think about dipping your toes in the water of white labeling or private licensing a product. Thanks for listening to this episode of Launch Chat. If you haven't already, I really encourage you to go schedule a call with our team and get clarity on your startup journey. We'll sit on the phone for about 30 to 45 minutes with one of our startup advisors at LaunchPeer and we'll help you map out what it's going to take for your specific startup to get from wherever it is today to building a really sustainable long-term business. So go to launchpeer.com slash call to schedule that call with our team. And also, if you haven't already, go give us a rating or review on iTunes. It helps us spread the word about the podcast. And the more founders who know about Launch Chat, the more awesome questions we'll get from founders like you.